Hi there, I'm Lindsay Smith. It's uh, 6.18 Monday morning. So I don't know about you, but the first thing I do every morning is get the coffee going. Then my one-year-old's kind of impatient for breakfast, so I usually get her something to drink. You want water? Yeah, here's some water. We use my tap water, what, like 30, 40, 50 times a day. It's just never something I worry about. But people in Flint aren't so lucky. They worry about their tap water all the time. This is a special documentary from Michigan Radio. I'm going to tell you about water that's not safe to drink and how it got that way. But first, some coffee. Families in Flint have been taking extreme measures to avoid drinking their tap water. They worry. It's just not safe. Hey, Gavin. What what do we say about the water? Don't drink the water. The water is bad. We want kids right now. Hey, where can I put this robot tickle? They've been to enough rallies. (laughs) Four-year-old Gavin Walters has his rally cry down. Gavin and his twin brother Garrett grew up in Flint. The fight for clean, safe drinking water has become a family affair. The boys' mom and dad, Leanne and Dennis Walters, their older brother J.D. and sister Kaylee, they've been to plenty of protests in the last few months. You guys like to go hold your signs when we go out and fight for the water, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. When I saw Gavin last, Halloween was just around the corner. The Walters are one of these families that takes it pretty seriously. Leanne always makes the kids' costumes. I'm gonna be Mikey! Not a monkey, he tells me. No, Mikey. He's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle with the orange bandana. You know the one with the nunchucks. Mikey and because Mikey fight bad guys. They all the fight bad guys. Leanne Walters, Gavin's mom, flashes him a big smile. She leans in close for a kiss. Give me a smooch. I love you. I love you too, Mommy. Hugs in. Get this, Russian, get it. Leanne Walters grew up in New Jersey, but she and her husband Dennis graduated from Kersley High School, just north of Flint. They were high school sweethearts. But then he joined the Navy, ended up serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. Leanne's family moved to West Michigan. They ended up meeting again years and years later, fell back in love, had the twins. It's actually quite the love story, but anyway... Up until October, the Walters lived in a yellow, two-story home on the south side of Flint. A couple of red maple trees shade the tiny front yard. Walters heads to the back of the house, in a small room off of the kitchen, where the family keeps its stockpile of bottled water. Okay, so this is our water stash. Once a week we go and we fill 40 gallons of water. So that we have water to drink with, to cook with, and to bathe um, Gavin and Garrett in. Walters won't let her kids drink any water from her faucet. She won't even let her four-year-old boys bathe in anything but bottled water. So preparing for bath time is quite the chore. Walters takes jugs of water she buys at the store, dumps them in large pots, and heats the water on the stove. Once it boils, she dumps the water in the bathtub. Then she adds three or four gallons of cool water to sort of get the bath at the right temperature. Over several months, Walter says she's gotten pretty efficient at this routine. She's got bath time prep down to about 45 minutes. And then in between, because we only do the bathing thing once a week now, because one, it's expensive, and 
too. I don't, you know, the expense of all this on top of the water bills. Um, we do baby wipe baths in between. Walter scrubs the boys down with baby wipes almost every day. Luckily, her husband can shower at work. Her two oldest kids, teenagers, they usually shower over at Grandma's house outside of town. We're going to spend quite a bit of time at the Walters' place, and there's good reason for that. See, there's a lot of people in Flint who knew something was wrong with the water. But this family's story, especially Leanne's role as a worried mother, changed everything about how the water crisis in Flint was handled. People in Flint started complaining about their tap water early in the summer of 2014, not long after the city stopped pumping its drinking water from Detroit. Instead, Flint started pumping it from the Flint River. I'll tell you more about that change a little later. But back then, Leanne Walters didn't think it was that big of a deal. They'd just bought the house. Someone had stripped all the plumbing. So we had to redo all the plumbing, and we installed that the whole house filter. So I'm like, yeah, it sucks. And I'm like, but, you know, we've got this filter, so we should be good. Every drop of water that comes into her home goes through this filter. But a few weeks after the switch, Walters noticed something was weird. She had just set up the swimming pool in the side yard for the summer. Gavin started breaking out every time he'd get in the pool. The rash was bad enough that Walters took him to the doctor. And the doctors kept telling us it was contact dermatitis. He's coming into contact with something he's allergic to. Later, Walters says her doctor suggested it was eczema. They gave her a cortisone cream to rub on Gavin's rash. But by July, it wasn't just Gavin. His twin brother, Garrett, got the rash, too. And we took him in, and they told us it was scabies, so we treated them with that pesticide. Tiny mites cause scabies. And yes, the common treatment is a chemical that's also in some pesticides, even mosquito nets and flea collars. Walters rubbed the prescription cream on her twin boys from the neck down. And I mean, I spent a ton of money because... All the laundry that we had, all the bedding that we had, um, we took it to a laundromat. Walters was relieved when the boy's rash went away, but that feeling didn't last long. Walters remembers the day the rash came back because she had a bunch of people over to celebrate her daughter's high school graduation. And all the people that were here swimming and drinking the water, all of them broke out. She scheduled another doctor's appointment for her four-year-olds. Same diagnosis. But Walters really had some doubts about the scabies diagnosis, especially after the party. The third time they tried to convince us that it was scabies, I said, "Uh uh-uh, no. The cream wasn't working on Gavin, period. He had that rash for more than a month straight. Walters wasn't standing for it anymore, so she took Gavin to a dermatologist down in Brighton. They scraped in between Gavin's little toes, put it under the microscope. And she verified by doing the skin scrapes there was no scabies, there was no live anything, no dead anything, no eggs. So no scabies, but she still didn't know what caused the rash. But then Walters noticed something. Gavin's rash flared up every time he swam in the pool and every time he took a bath. Something clicked. It became clear to her right then that Gavin's rash was caused by something in the tap water. Eight months after Flint started pumping its drinking water from the Flint River, Leanne Walters stopped letting her kids drink it. Everyone from the four-year-old twins to her teenagers, J.D. and Kaylee. We quit drinking the water in December when my 14-year-old got sick, and it started coming through our filter out the kitchen sink, Brown. That was December 2014. Walter says the water had this orangish-brown tinge that would not go away. 
even when she put a fresh cartridge in the water filter. And at this point, she was putting a fresh cartridge in the water filter at least a couple times a month. Back when Flint was buying Detroit water, she only replaced it a couple times a year. So she called the city out to come take a look. They sent Mike Glasgow. He's Flint's utilities administrator. He's a Flint native, and he spent the bulk of his career working for the city. Yeah, I remember this fairly well. So a complaint had come through from her about discolored water, orange water. Glasgow says complaints like Walter's were common around this time. But there's a reason this one stood out. After the first day there, you know, I said, well, there's a few ways we go about trying to clean this up. Um, We can flush hydrants. I'll have... People from our service center get out and check the area, see if anything's out of the ordinary, and I'll be back a week later as a follow-up. And usually, you know, we can clear something up in that amount of time. A week later, Glasgow went back to Walter's house. Her tap water looked exactly the same, still had this orange tinge. And I just happened to, you know, have some lead and copper sample bottles with me, and since her water was still discolored, I started to worry more about corrosion. People like Glasgow, those who help operate water plants in older cities like Flint, they worry about corrosion. It can be a sign that a city isn't treating its water properly. Water that's treated correctly, that has the right chemical balance, it'll actually coat the inside of old pipes. That coating helps keep metals like lead, copper, and iron from showing up in people's tap water. Glasgow ran a test on Walter's water. About a week later, I got the results, and it was... uh pretty high for the lead, so I called her right away to let her know. The results were alarming enough that Glasgow called Walters right away. But he couldn't reach her that afternoon. He left her a voicemail. You have reached the voicemail box of Walters vividly remembers that message late that night. Hi, Leanne. It's Mike from the water department. I just wanted to call it, you know, we got your test back. Please, whatever you do, don't let your kids drink the water. Don't make their juice with it. And please just give me a phone call back as soon as possible. Walters tossed and turned all night, worrying. How bad could the water be? By the time Walters did get a hold of Mike Glasgow the next day, she was kind of panicked. He was like, your number's at 104, and I'm like, okay, well, what is it supposed to be? He's like, not over 15, and I'm like, wait, what? I just want to make sure you really get these numbers they're talking about. I mean, there's no level of lead exposure that's considered safe. But any amount of lead in water above 15 parts per billion is a problem. At that level, cities are supposed to at least warn you how bad your lead levels are. The lead level in the water at the Walters place was seven times higher than that. But at that moment, hearing that number, 104 parts per billion, Walters remembers she didn't know what to make of it. Okay, and I'm like... What does this mean? He's like, we don't know. He's like, we've never seen a number like this before in the city. He's like, it's the highest anyone's ever seen. Glasgow was adamant. No one drink the water. Don't use it to cook with. Don't brush your teeth with it. If you're going to take a shower, wash dishes, or even do a load of laundry, let the water run for 10, 15 minutes first. Flushing beforehand helps lower lead levels, he said. A week later, Glasgow came back to do a follow-up test. And that one came back at 397, and it was like, whoa. Okay, well, here's an even higher number. What the hell? And then it was, okay, well, now you got to start flushing your water for 25 minutes before you use it for anything. After that test, Glasgow decided to keep a close eye on the water at the Walters place. He came out almost every week. And they were seeing it consistently brown every week. They, They didn't have any answers for me. You can see iron in the water. It's what gave Walter's tap water that awful orange tinge. 
but you can't see lead in the water. It's odorless, tasteless, and much more dangerous to your health. With numbers like that, Leanne Walters did what probably any mother would do. She took her kids to the doctor to get tested for lead. When the test came back, the diagnosis wasn't good for Gavin. The doctors said he had lead poisoning. After the fact, knowing I was giving this to my kids makes me sick. Because we should be able to trust the fact that we're paying for this service, and we should be able to trust the fact that it's not going to harm our kids. You've been listening to part one of the Michigan Radio documentary, Not Safe to Drink. In part two, the problems with Flint's tap water get worse. My eyes are burning in the shower, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, what's going on? I get out the shower and I can't see for a minute because my eyes are burning. And we hear about how city and state officials continued to deny there was a problem with Flint's water, even as evidence to the contrary mounted. 